Hi guys, welcome back for episode 19, I think. Hello friend. How's everyone's week been? Okay, well mine sucked. (laughs) (laughs) I've been super sick in bed for the last five days. And uh, today was the first time that I actually left my room and went to other parts of the house. And it sucks being sick. I fucking hate it. I feel like total crap. I literally feel like something ran me over a couple of times. How was your week? Busy. I feel like that's always what I say. Busy. And that sounds very boring. I had a lot to do. I worked basically seven days in a row. Mm -hmm. And well, now it's the start of a new week. Yeah, it was just a lot. Well, yeah, you had Cecily's party and stuff. Yeah, Cecily's birthday party was on Saturday. And I'm mad. I am so pissed off that I couldn't be there. Yeah, I know, honey. For you and my mousy. I am so mad that I couldn't be there. And I was in bed. Uh, sick. Fuck, man. Anyways, but so yeah, we're... Thing. And then you had um, Mouse's party and shit. Yeah. And then writing, obviously, like, writing during the week and stuff like that. So that's really busy. Researching, too. Yeah, totally. Pretty much when I'm at work, I do most of my writing on my lunch hour. Mm, okay. I bring my laptop to work with me, and I go to a back office in the, uh, like, the office building. Yeah. And I take my lunch back there with me if I'm eating, and I do my research and writing and I love the back office that I go to it's just to me it's so calming back there mm. and it's darker and as you know like I prefer to live like a mushroom yep <laughs> so it's really nice and just yeah dark in there it's quiet I shut the blinds I shut the door I lock the door I don't want anybody to fucking bother me I used to do the same oh my god <laughs> yeah I worked in an office right I'm like I used to do the same yeah I'm like I don't want anyone to bother me I just nope nope <laughs> so yeah I just cozy myself up back there and it's wonderful and it's just a time for me too to decompress mm-hmm. and I've been so busy at work lately like so busy so it's a nice way for me to just like <sighs> yeah and I do research like the story that I have for this episode is so fucking incredible and crazy and mm. awful but incredible okay and I pretty much yeah I think I wrote all of it at work crazy. researched and wrote it at work that's perfect yeah it works out fantastic so that's busy and then yeah, and then I worked uh, yesterday, worked today. Mm-hmm. I'm busy, man. Yeah. I feel like all I do is work and mom, work and mom. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's shitty ones. It is. It is. It is a fucking lot. Yeah. And it takes a village. Because, yeah, with both of us working full time and stuff, it's just like, it's mm-hmm. so much. It is. Well, someone coined that term for a reason. What? It takes a village. Oh, yeah, totally. Like,. You know, so yeah, someone said it for a reason. Yeah, for and it does. And if you look back, you know, in our history and stuff like that, it was a village that raised the kids and stuff. Yeah, it was not unusual for parents to not be around their kids. Oh, I know. In those days, yeah. yeah, a lot of times it was uh, the grandparents and stuff, mm-hmm. or um, older kids too that helped with raising. Yeah, and uh, while well, the parents had to work and stuff like that, tend to the fields or whatever. Whatever they were doing. Whatever they were doing, fishing and all that, and yeah, hunting grain. That's right, hunting grain. berries. Yep. It's like that meme I've sent you of that guy with all those zucchini. I know, that's... Laid out in front of him with that, with that Siamese cat that's uh, that's cross-eyed. You you send that to me. All, most all Siamese are cross-eyed. Yeah, generally. that's true. It's yeah, a genetic are. trait. Yeah. It's so adorable. Yeah. But yeah, I know you've sent me those and it always makes me giggle. They're so funny. <laughs> and it's even funnier that he has a shotgun too. Right? Yeah. Well, I always joke around about hunting tofu and... Yeah. You know, but anyways... So, yes, there are those people that are busy back then anyway, and still today. Yeah. But that my point is that's where they coined that term. Totally. Right? Like, totally. Because it did. Like, you couldn't raise a kid without help 
and uh, you know because you have to work you have to go especially back then hunt and gather your food like you weren't yeah. sitting in an office getting a paycheck whatever like mm-hmm. it was completely different then so what do you do yeah exactly so. the kids had to stay behind with grandparents and stuff yeah. until they were old enough to start to learn to go hunting and stuff like that so yep. uh, yeah it takes a fucking village totally so lots of work but i feel like i'm getting closer and closer to 30 as well so, yeah oh alicia's up next <laughs> she'll be 33 mm-hmm I think. Yeah, because I remember when she when she broke the 30s, I remember that. So I know she's in there somewhere. <laughs> she is. She's, like, she's basically just shy of three years older than me. Okay. I think she's turning 33. And then after her, it's me. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, after her, it's Felicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, once I have hiccups. It's okay. That's why I probably look like such an idiot right now. No, I knew. It's like my head's ha- bopping around and stuff. I knew it was happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> just by looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> she's hiccups. <clears throat> That, then it's me or is oh, there someone in between that February it's... and April? Is there someone in May? Yeah, uh, in May? May is after April. But do you mean March? March. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to my knowledge in that dumpster fire of a month. <laughs> Fucking hate March. <laughs> it's such a piece of shit month. It's awful. It's not warm and it's like still cold and gross. And I feel like March is always just really ugly out. Everything's like melting and then everything under the snow is obviously all dead and gross. Everything's mucky. And there's like, and then it's like maybe a little bit warm some days, but there's still like fucking snow piles in the Walmart parking lot and shit. I hate March. I wish I could just be in a coma for the entire month and then wake up April 1st. What, sorry? My sister's birthday's in March. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to let you finish your rant before I said anything. That's so funny. Sandra, that sucks. (laughs) But also, also, my birthday's in February, and it fucking blows. It's no better, I guess. Oh, right? uh, it's even, no better. Because even, depending on the year, even February can be, everything's melted. Like, there's yeah, been years be. here yep. where I've been in a t-shirt and shorts in February. Yeah, totally. It's not every too. year, obviously, but yeah. So even February can be that gross piece of shit month. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck March. <laughs> I have nothing to say about March. I'm neutral. I'm Switzerland here. <laughs> I'm Switzerland here. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, but other than that, I, I still feel like a a complete pile of poop. Someone asked me, someone texted me a few days ago and asked me how I was feeling, and I didn't even text back words. I just sent a GIF of someone being thrown into a dumpster. <laughs> And they went, oh, wow, still. And I was like, yep. Hey, my, yep, that's exactly how I feel. And that gift was totally how I Just felt. totally accurate. Oh, fuck, yeah. So, yeah, obviously I'm feeling a little better today. Putting on clothes, getting into my room, obviously mm-hmm. felt great. I was tired of being in my room. Just fucking done. Done. But, yeah, I still don't feel fantastic. That's okay. I'll be a little bit more upbeat next week. Here's hoping. I'm sure you will be. I think so. It really seems like you're bouncing back. Yeah. Uh, slowly slowly yeah because this morning i didn't like i I wasn't and then but every day has been like that where i'll be like okay and i think holy crap i'm i'm feeling better and then like i crash so it's been kind of a roller coaster but definitely i'm not nauseous anymore for the first few days i was so fucking nauseous and that's why i had josh go get me pepto ginger ale and gatorade just to help keep my electrolytes up so luckily that's done because that was made it worse obviously so now it's just the i feel like crap like i'm just tired and i feel like crap but i'm not wanting to puke all the time because that's just a whole nother level of fuck you and yes i'm on the mend for sure but i still feel like crap i hate being sick fucking hate being sick 
Oh, there was something you wanted to say. I was trying to remember vitamin B12. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. I want to talk <laughs> about the corral. Okay. Well, talk about the corral first. Okay. All right. So one of my dearest friends, Jay, is moving to Halifax. She's from New Brunswick. And if I'm getting this right, Jay, I'm so sorry if I'm wrong. <laughs> I explain this because I usually explain it incorrectly. <laughs> but if I'm, I know she's from New Brunswick, and if I'm not mistaken, she was raised in Nova Scotia. Or she moved to Nova Scotia or something like that. And anyways, <laughs> so she's... Something mo- like that. Something like that. <laughs> so she's, um, she's moving to Halifax. And she was here for school and university and stuff. And I worked with her at the airport. And we really hit it off, and we became quite close and chummy and stuff. And we, when we worked together and stuff, uh, we had a pretty tight inner circle at the airport. And we did stuff together a lot as a group, and mm-hmm. it was so great. I miss those days. And so, yeah, Jay and I grew quite close. And so we had one last hurrah at the Corral, which is a Western bar like we told you guys about mm-hmm. in the last episode. And our episode was titled Cowboy Dancing with Chantel. Mm-hmm. We do have her going away party this Saturday, so that'll be fun. But the Corral, Wow. I almost don't even have words. Like, I don't even know where to begin with it. It's so different now. Well, when I got home, Josh came up and asked, because he wasn't sure or couldn't remember where I said we were going. So he came up when I got home, or when we got home, he's like, wait, I think it was like, we came home early, right? We did. We came home quite early. So it was the next day he asked me, because you were gone already. So he was like, oh, where'd you guys end up going? And I told him the corral, and he's like, the country bar? Because he knows, like, I'm not a fan of country. And I was like, yes, it's where Chantal wanted to go. <laughs> it's where Jay wanted to go. And that. And he was like, well, how was it? And I was like, I said, I'm actually really disappointed for Chantal. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, it was, I've been there once. And I remember it. And it was charming. It was a weird experience, but charming. Like, it wasn't overcrowded. It was it was completely different. And I, I was explaining the differences because I want you to explain them. So I won't go into it too much. But I was explaining the differences to Josh. And I'm like, I'm actually really sad for Chantal. I wish there was more country music. I wish there was more of all that shit. And I was like, I want to blow my brains out right now by <laughs> saying that. And Josh was like, I'm so sad. I'm like, I know me too. So I was I was quite sad for you. Like, it wasn't a horrible night, but it was just the one time I was there it was a completely different place. Yeah. So now you explain from your, like why you love that place or loved it and kind of what's changed. You go into it. Yeah. So I love the crowd because there's so much history there. There's a lot of history. It's one of the oldest buildings in Kelowna and my, there it's sentimental to me in different ways too. My dad was a bouncer there back in the eighties. I was also a bouncer there in the mid two thousands and I have been a regular, well, actually, no, I hadn't gone for a while. Well, basically since COVID. Yeah. So the last time I'd gone was 2019 because then COVID hit and it got shut down. But prior to that, you know, in between having a daughter type of thing, having a baby kind of, you know, mm-hmm. Cecily type of thing, having Cecily threw a wrench and going as frequently as, as I went before Used I to. had, yeah, before I became a mother. Right. Yeah. But when I was uh, 19 till, I don't know, like. 21 and then a bit of a gap in between and then uh for the my mid-20s i was a regular there and two-stepped all the time i love two-stepping and so dance there just like crazy i used to go every saturday night with a girlfriend of mine and we had a blast and it was a much different vibe back then and like diana said it was very charming and that's Mm -hmm. a very good way of putting it yeah it was a lot different inside and i understand places get you know they get a facelift they get renovated i get it fine 
but it has changed so much and the vibe and everything there is so different jay actually said something that was very true Mm-hmm. I was having growing pains with how different it was and how the new generation who was in there, fucking none of them wear jeans, wear cowboy boots, no. nothing. Uh, yeah. I felt like I was a minority in the crowd and I felt like I stood out like a sore fucking thumb and it made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I could see so that. so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, and I was having such a hard time with it. And Jay, and Jay was like, but you know, like our parents' generation said the same thing yeah. when our generation was old enough to come in. And as correct as she is, our generation who was in the corral, like when I was in there with all of my fellow 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, we all dressed very yeah. Western. And a lot of us too, we had horses, we're farm people. Yeah. Like all of my friends who went there and stuff, they, they're all like barrel racers. They're like bull riders, things like that. So we all dressed, even though we, yes, we were a new generation, for the majority of us, we dressed very Western. Yeah. Unless it was college night. College night, there was a combination story. of fucking everybody. Yeah. But like Saturday nights and stuff, it was like the minority were people in sneakers. Mm-hmm. When we went... I was a fucking minority and I was in jeans, cowboy boots and like a Western Wrangler shirt. I didn't even want to wear my hat because I, I felt so fucking weird. She kept taking it off and I kept telling her to put it back on because it looked so good on you. Thank you. And people loved it when you had it on. <laughs> no. The girls can keep her their hands off of you. <laughs> Seriously. We can totally cut this out by the no, way. No, that's but... fine. I think it's actually funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the girls could not keep their hands off Chantal when she had the fucking cowboy hat on. But I felt I felt like that the first time I went. Remember I yeah. was like dressed up clubby and I was yeah, like, and you're Holy like, oh fuck. my god. And this time I didn't. Hey, yeah. And I'm like, well fuck I fit in. And now you I don't. I would have fit in. You know <laughs> yeah. and uh, one of the things I said to Josh and I was like, yeah, one of the things I was like and I explained to him uh, the only other time I've been there Everyone was in cowboy boots, yeah. cowboy hats, jeans, and two-stepping and doing all these dances and stuff like that. And this time, it was like all a bunch of people in club clothes. And he's like, to listen to country? Yeah. I went, exactly. It was fucking weird. And he's like, I don't get it. I'm like, I don't get it either. Neither did I. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> he's like, why would people dress up club-ish and, I know. and go listen to country music? I'm like, I don't know. You can stand outside the corral and ask them next time because... I didn't get it either. Yeah. It was, it was fucking, it was complete, two completely different worlds. Yeah, well, that's just it. And I mean, hey, wear whatever you want to wear. That's fine. But like you just said, literally, you just hit the nail on the head. It was like two different worlds combined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I don't know, I couldn't mentally sort it out. Yeah. And I just was so uncomfortable. And it was so fucking busy. No two-stepping. That wasn't even no. in the, That wasn't even a possible. No, but that was like the whole club thing. Like, yeah. it was club. Like it you was were, like a, Yeah, it was a club. Yeah, you were yeah. bumping into everyone. Where before, you could line dance. You can two-step. Yeah. You can twirl around. Yeah. And I Not saw women. Night. Women always wear those big dresses. And they'd be twirling around on the dance floor. And it was yep. awesome to watch. None of that happened that night. No at all it, it's complete two completely different worlds yeah and it was crazy that it was on a saturday because like i told you yeah. the saturday nights that i remember were the best nights because the ages ranged from 19 to like 75 yeah and like you said and we both touched on it that there was room to do stuff yeah you could actually walk around at the bar yeah you could actually dance yep and yeah like it was actually enjoyable whereas like la- the saturday that we went and like it's nothing against going out with Jay and, and uh, Ty in it, like, because mm-hmm. Jay's girlfriend was with us. It's nothing to, against them at all. It was just, like, it was so overwhelming mm-hmm. and so fucking busy. 
and just such a different world. I was not expecting it. I felt like I was in a culture shock in a place that I've been going to for a decade. I know. I felt like I didn't even know it anymore. And that was hard. That was really, really hard. And again, yes, I know our parents' generation probably thought the same thing when we were legal and we were coming in and they were like, what the fuck? But again, at the same time, we still dressed very Western. Yeah. And we all two-stepped. Yeah. Well, not all of us. I shouldn't say all of us. Because actually, with that said, my friend who I went with, she never danced. Okay. Because she couldn't dance. And so, obviously, not everybody danced. But the vast majority of us did. Mm -hmm. And we actually two-stepped and stuff. Yeah. And so... We were almost kind of a mirror still of our parents' generation at the Corral. And I feel like now it's completely fucking 180. It's completely Gen different. Gen Z is totally fucking different with this approach. Yeah. And yeah, I did not like it. It didn't. I know. And I'm not one to be like that with change with the new generations either. But I did not fucking like this. No, you were so uncomfortable. And I kept, you know, like, and we kept taking your hat off. And I'm like, put it on. Because it really did look amazing. And Thank everyone you. loved it. But, like, I felt the discomfort, and that's what I said to Josh, and he's like, holy fucking bummer. And I was like, I know. Yeah. I was like, I feel so bad. <laughs> you can ask me. I know you believe me, but yeah. I was like, I feel so bad for Chantal because I wish there was less club and more country that night because I know how much you were looking forward to it as much as I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking forward, like, I know you were looking forward to it. And when it didn't happen, I was like, my heart was broken for you oh, that night. Oh, I think it's funny. Yeah. And then when you wanted to leave and it was still early. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's go. Because I know you didn't, you didn't want to be there anymore. It was no. just, yeah. Because no. we normally shut the place oh, down. Oh, yeah. We shut it down everywhere we go. Yeah. Not this time. No, no. No. When you and I are having a good time partying and stuff, it's like, no, I don't want it to stop. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Don't stop. Where's <laughs> the after party? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean it's over? Yeah, what do you mean? So, yeah. So, that was a bummer. I was, I was, was I'm right? so sad for you. Oh, thank you. I really am. Thank you. Yeah, I was really looking forward to two-stepping. I was dying, dying to two-step. Yeah. That was hard. That was the hardest part of the night was there was no room. I know. And I felt like nobody there even knew how. No. Like, I was looking at the guys around me and I'm like... I don't even want to ask any of them because I'm like, first of all, I'm almost 30 and they're like 19 or 20. And I mean, I get it. I was there not long ago either. And I was asking the guys who were in their 40s and stuff to dance. Yeah. But the thing is, is that again, we were all like peas in a pod because we all looked the fucking same. Yeah, this, we were was, all dressed like we were yeah. like fucking rodeo people because we basically were. Time. Yeah, no. it wasn't this. It, this was club. club. This was club. It was not that. No. So yeah, I'm looking at these young guys. I'm like, I don't think any of these guys know how to fucking do stuff. And even if they did, there's no room. No. And I was just like, God damn it. And it was like, uh, again, like I said, Saturday nights were the best when I was younger. And then Thursday nights, like I told you, were college night, which mm -hmm. were just way too much for me. Yeah. And I would stay to do bull riding and then I'd leave. This Saturday night that we went was like a college night on fucking steroids. Yeah. It was ridiculous. There's no way they would have been able to pull the bull up no. with all those people no, in there. No, there wasn't. No there way. was too many people in the bar. I know. Yeah. That's like, what I mean. Yeah, like even if you got them off the dance floor, there wasn't enough no. room in the corral well, for everybody. Well, they would have to put them yeah. everywhere. Exactly. Right? There was no, it was too, it was crowded. It was, it was too crowded. You couldn't even move on the dance floor. It like, was weird. You couldn't even dance if you wanted to. Like even like club dancing, you couldn't. No. No. There was too many people, so like they were definitely over capacity. And too many drunk people. There, yeah, there were a oh, lot God, of inebriated there so people. So many drunk people, like ridiculously drunk. Yeah. I mean, there's drunk, but then there's ridiculously drunk. And yeah. yeah, some of these people were like, "Oh my God, I'm sure I behaved like that at some point." Someone looked at me like all annoyed, but it's like, oh, same. Ugh. Yeah, and then yeah, when you don't do it, you look at them and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. 
yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, I was pretty bummed for you. Oh, thanks. And uh, I know how much you were looking forward to it, and that totally, totally sucked. Yeah. But I mean, it's always a good time going out with you and stuff. Oh, but same. I just know you were not. You were not Chantal that night. You were just not you. Yeah, I could feel it, and like I knew that I was radiating that too. That I was not myself at all. I was so quiet. I was so withdrawn, like inverted in myself yep. of like, I don't, I can't even let myself out right now. I was like, this is an entirely different world. I don't even know. Yeah. And I was like, I, the, again, the way I was dressed, I was like, I am the fucking minority in a country Western bar. But like I said earlier, the girls couldn't keep their fucking hands off you. I know. What can I say? <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> All the girls coming on to Chantal. <laughs> Seriously. It was awesome. I'm like, dude, keep your fucking cowboy hat on. <laughs> they fucking love it. They love it. <laughs> and they did. They did. Yeah, like, I, it was like every time I put my hat back on, I had girls hitting on me. Yeah, it was awesome. And I kept yeah. telling her, I'm like, why are you taking it off? Leave it on. <laughs> God damn it. If you're going to get anything out of this night. <laughs> yeah, well, these hot chicks hitting right? on you. Let's at least get that going. Right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. It was funny. I even honestly, it crossed my mind when we were leaving. I was like, maybe we should just go to Gotham. Oh, shit. Let's do that next time. Yeah, let's go to Gotham. Yes, let's, do let's that. go. I haven't been there yet. Neither have I. Let's there go. There you go. It'll be a first. Let's do let's that. Go. I've wanted to go. There you go. Done. Okay, this Saturday we have Jay's final going away party. So maybe the weekend after. We could go to the... Sa- We've been partying so many Saturdays in a row. I know. This was the break. Cecily's birthday party this yeah, week was, the, was break the break of us partying every Saturday. But it's because it's always stuff coming up, like yeah. Tech Nine's concert, you know, the Corral, because Jay's moving to Halifax. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's always events of why we're partying. Yeah. And then we wanted to have a little party between the two of us because we finally hit a thousand downloads. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we have to party. We said we were going to do yeah, that. Yeah, we said we were going to party. And we didn't think we would hit it so quickly. In one day. In one day. It, I couldn't believe it. it went from 900 to... It was no, nine, wait, 949. 949. I know. I was like, yeah. no, it wasn't 900. It was yeah. like, it was... 949 yeah. to 1,000 in one day. And we were like, holy fuck. Yeah, what the fuck? I know that sounds like peanuts to some people, but for us, that's major. For sure. And like I think, a, a brand new podcast yeah, and stuff? That's major. So that is. That was our goal, but we had no idea we were going to hit it that quick. No. And then when we did no. it, we're like, well, fuck. This yeah. weekend's Cecily's birthday. <laughs> yeah. When are we going to do that? And then it's Jay's, you know, going away. So obviously... That party has to get postponed. <laughs> yeah. Totally. But it's going to happen. It's yeah. Fine. Oh, for sure. It'll happen. <laughs> yeah. But maybe not this Saturday, but next Saturday. I think, I think it's October 21st, if I'm not mistaken. Well, no. Next Saturday is Jay's uh, going away, no, right? Yeah. Not this one I see what up, you're but saying. But yeah, the I one after. I think, it's a, uh, I think it's the 21st. So this weekend's the 14th. Yeah. Next one's the 21st. Oh, wait. I think uh, Sunday's the 22nd. I can't. I'm going to be in Vancouver for ah, work. Fuck. I'm going to be in Vancouver for work. I leave Friday. Sorry. God damn it. I totally fucking forgot you about that. sorry. Oh, God damn it. How dare you. Yeah, I'm doing a, a show with uh, three other ladies I work with out there. Are you going for Halloween? No, it's Good. not. It's not a Halloween thing. Like, it's a work thing. I just no, no, don't want to like talk about it. No, no, it's not like you're going to be gone it. for Halloween. Oh, no, no, no. It's a uh, four-day. Uh, wait. I come back Sunday night. Yeah. Leave Friday, come back Sunday night. Yeah. yeah. So Okay, well, that's too bad. We'll do it in November then. We'll yeah. go to Gotham. I totally forgot. Shit. You know, we could do a Gotham slash celebrating that we have a thousand downloads night. Sure. It's just a little bit postponed. That's fine. Let's do that. It doesn't give a shit. No one needs to know. No. We know. We know. Exactly. But yeah, let's get all dressed up. I'm go down. to Gotham. I Me might too. go get a, a new outfit. I haven't bought myself an outfit Ooh. in a while. Neither have I. Like I need something, something dressy. Di- yeah, I need something different Ooh. that I fit into. <laughs> 
yeah, and I'm sick and tired of everything I have that I do fit into. Mm -hmm. So until I can fit into the other stuff, I think I want to go get something. Yeah. I want to go buy something. Yeah. And club it all up. Sounds fun. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Mm -hmm. I still need flat shoes, though, because my ankle and shit. Yeah. Fuck. But that's okay. My butt, seriously, the, it hurts. It, sting, it still hurts. I'm the injection sorry. point fucking hurts. It's weird. Still. So, okay, I had to give myself my vitamin B12 shot injection today, and especially because I've been so tired and not eating well the last week. And honestly, it's like the easiest fucking shot I've ever had. And it like, I don't know, it just it does. I don't feel anything. And Chantal braved it up and said, well, I'll take one, too. And I was like, all right. But I like to clean the spot really well with rubbing alcohol. And it actually made me laugh when I listened, re-listened to that episode where I was like, I was looking for Band-Aids and I was looking for alcohol. And I was like, I should have said rubbing alcohol because that's what I was actually <laughs> like looking for, right? I wasn't looking for alcohol to give myself an injection. I was looking for rubbing alcohol. So anyways, um, so I, I cleaned the spot quite well. And then the, the vial... And so, I mean, yes, there's a lot of alcohol, but like for good reason. And so when I was about to inject her, I said, do you want me to count to three? She said yes. And I poked her. <laughs> and that's when I was like, okay, here we go. So no counting to three, just because, and yes, yeah, some people might be like, that's so mean, don't do that. No, no the anxiety for those three counts that it's people worse. get yeah. is even worse. <laughs> So, yeah, it's definitely like the anxiety part of it is definitely worse. So it's easier. But then she said it was stinging like a motherfucker. And I was like, no way. So I think it was the alcohol because I rubbed it. And normally I let it dry and I didn't. And I'm so sorry. That's my bad. That's so okay. it wasn't the injection you felt because you said. I did feel the needle go in. Though. You did. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, mis I misunderstood you then. All right. So the rubbing alcohol, I should have let it dry a little more and I didn't because I honestly don't even feel it anymore. Whatever, whether it was that or like maybe it was, it could have even just been because I'm not used to getting a needle in my butt. Or were it you flexing your muscle maybe? I don't think I was, but I'm wondering if it was a sudden like needle just going into my muscle yeah. that caused it to sting because my muscle may have been like, whoa, yeah. that's a foreign object coming flying in. Or it could have been the rubbing alcohol. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But either way, it was stinging. Like I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. But it, yeah, it was stinging so hard that my nose started sweating and <laughs> my butt hurts right now. I know. I'm so sorry. fucking hurt. None of it hurt for me. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. But, uh, and it, for everyone going, why in her butt? Because <laughs> I'm sure there are some people. <laughs> I have had flu shots or whatever injections in my arm. And I've actually given my vitamin B12 shots in my arm before. And the problem is if you go through a vein or a nerve or whatever, like there's less up here, right? Mm -hmm. It can hurt. Yeah. And I usually do it on my left because I'm right-handed. I have had it on my right and then I'm like fucked. Yeah, same. I get it on my right arm because yeah. I'm left-handed. Because yeah. I, yeah, I've had it on my right arm and then I'm like, I can't, I can't work. I can't drive. I can't because everything's my right arm. So yeah. I always get it on my left. So at least if one arm's out, it's the one I don't use really. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> just your helper. Yeah. So I used to get them in my arms and it just became more of a, oh, fuck. And there's nothing you can do once it's done. Yeah. So injecting in the butt and again it's not like the butt butt it's like the part half of your bum like where it, your back starts even when i go in for flu shots and stuff they will ask you know like to show an arm i'm like well can you do my butt and they're <laughs> like huh <laughs> and especially if you word it like that yeah and then generally i i don't word it like that but anyways but generally they're like no one has ever asked for that and then i explain it they're like no we get it yeah 
We just, but no one ever asked for that. And they're like, that's smart. And I'm like, I know, that's why I do it. Yeah, exactly. I always do it like that. And it's perfect. Then both my arms are fine. And it's great. And I'm on with my day. So anyways, that's, yeah, for all you perverts going, oh, why does she want to do it in her bed? That's why. Because it actually feels better than if you do it in your arm in case you go through a vein or a nerve or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. But hopefully, I mean, B12 is like so good for you. Yeah. It gives you energy and stuff. And especially with uh, the way I eat, I don't necessarily get the B12 I need. Cows and stuff, they get it from the grass they eat and then they transfer it to people that eat meat and stuff. I get it from a lot of the milks uh, I drink. Like I always look for vitamin B12 fortified. Tofu is high in it. Like I always look for foods that are fortified in B12. But, oh my God, a lot of the leafy greens like kale and stuff like that are are super high in iron, B12, like all that kind of stuff. So my doctor's actually told me I don't need to take them as often because I was doing it once a week. And now he's like, if you do it a couple of times a year, but I still do it once a month, just in case, because it won't affect you. Like you'll literally just pee out the extra. Yeah. It's not like it'll make you sick or whatever. I took this one a little sooner just because I've been sick and I haven't been eating properly. So I was like, all right, I, I I definitely need, and maybe it'll help my healing process a little bit more like a quick you know be faster anyway but yeah yeah i'm really sorry that hurt that totally fucking blows man it's okay so i don't know if you're ever gonna want it again but if you do hopefully next time it'll be better i've had worse yeah i'm sure you have in the butt i was gonna say all those little pricks <laughs> in your butt they're so not worth your time what <laughs> what what did you all say little penises in your butt little oh. pricks they're so not worth your time we're totally cutting that out, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's funny. So I guess the last thing I wanted to touch on is I had a friend send Chantal and I a voicemail with regards to the story I shared last week about Robert Picton. And I just thought it'd be kind of cool. And I got her permission, obviously. I thought it'd be cool to kind of share it with you guys. It's just kind of nice to get all these like little backstories and stuff with some of the shit we share and read. But anyway, so I'm going to share that and then we'll get into story time. Okay, so here we go. So when I was in high school, I think I would have been in ninth grade, ninth or tenth grade. I can't remember what they were called, but they were like the standardized tests that we had to do in high school. Chantal and I would have had to do the same ones. And I had one for English. And before we did this test, they were like government standardized tests. Like before we did it, my teacher said, you know, you're going to be asked to write an essay. And it might ask you to like write about an experience in your life. Um, I'm not too sure what the theme of it will be. But please, if it asks you anything about your life and like if you need to tap into your emotions to write about it please be careful with what you write about because i do have to read these and other people have to read them too and like we were all kind of like what do you mean she's like because every single time i do these like have to do these tests for students i end up having to read about child abuse child molestation like horrible things that happen to people this, that, and the other. And she ended up telling us, of course, without a name, that she had a student whose paper she cried over because it was all about the student finding out that their mom was one of Robert Louis Pinkton's, God, I can never say his name, um, victims. And how, like, how awful it was to find out and all of that stuff. 
just remember because like that would have been like 2006, 2007 around there. Of course, not that long after he was convicted and it was still kind of like a hot topic um, to talk about in school because it was, I mean, local, right? And it was just so crazy to me that somebody would write about that kind of thing. But, you know, when some people are given an outlet and it's the only outlet they've ever been given, they will write about traumatic experiences. So, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> where I tie into that because it was pretty crazy. But, yeah, no names were given or anything. But definitely very, very sad and crazy that someone that went to my high school, their mother was a victim of him. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of crazy. It's so sad, like all, any victim. It just, it feels real-er, <laughs> pardon my English, when it's close to home, when you know someone that's been affected by it. It just seems more real. I don't know if that's just me. Because when you see stuff on the news, yeah, it's real. But it's like when it, I don't know, there's that connection. Like, you know, so I don't know. It just makes it different. So sad for that teacher to have to read that that would be so hard and it's so sad for that student to write it and it might have been the only outlet yep they had just crazy so I, i wanted to share that i don't have a story this week i was working on a story but because i've been so sick i forgot to save it and then i started working on another one today and i'm just not feeling great and too tired so we agreed that Chantal will have a story tonight and then i will share my story next week when i'm feeling not so much like a dumpster dumpster fire I feel like a dumpster fire. Like a complete porta potty. Like a complete porta potty on fire in a dumpster with a whole <laughs> bunch of uh, diapers filled with shit. <laughs> That's how I feel. Wow. <clears throat> That's problematic, dude. Yep. yep. Holy I mean, fuck. I feel better today, obviously. I don't feel so much like that. Like, I feel like some of the diapers are no longer in the can. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> Some of those diapers are burnt clean through, so there's less of that shit. But yeah, anyway. So yes, Chantal's going to share her story, and I'm actually quite interested to hear it because you've been talking about it. So go on, my dear. Tell us your story. It's so great. Okay, so to cite my sources, uh, Wikipedia, and This Is Monsters, which is a YouTube channel, ricochet.media, and the Canadian Encyclopedia.ca. I named my story History of Violence. So trigger warnings for extreme misogyny, suicide, school shooting, and murder. Okay. I have written about a Canadian story for this episode. It's about the French serial killer, a.k.a. woman-hating incel, a.k.a. piece of shit. For real? Or you just named him that? (laughs) I named him that. Okay. I was like, well, I mean, I've heard weirder stuff, but okay. Well, he was a woman-hating incel. Like, you know what an incel is, right? Mm -hmm. Incels is a huge thing. His name is Marc Lepin, who was named Gamille Rodrigue Lias Garby, originally. Okay. He was born October 26, 1964, in Montreal, Canada, to parents Monique Lepin, who was a nurse, and his father, an Algerian businessman named Rashid Garby. His father was an absolute piece of shit who was described as abusive and contemptuous towards women. He made it very clear that in his eyes, women were not equal to men. And although Monique was a trained nurse and completely qualified for her position, he insisted that she quit and work as his assistant while she had no secretary experience. And Rashid would physically assault Monique by slapping her if she wasn't doing a perfect job. 
When they married, Monique stayed home with the children, and that piece of shit forbid her from showing any affection towards her children. Mm-hmm. I know the story. Thank the darkness, Monique finally had enough of Rashid's bullshit and filed for separation in 1971. Their separation file stated that Rashid was physically abusive and had anger problems, and there were witnesses who stated that Gamil and Nadia would get locked in a room with basically nothing. They had a table, and each had a chair, and there was a small toddler-sized toilet. Gamil and Nadia witnessed a great deal of violence against their mother caused by their father. There was a time where Rashid threw a casserole outside, just having a temper tantrum, and when Monique went out to clean it up, he smacked her into a stone wall several times in front of her kids. Finally, Monique was granted full custody of her kids and had an actual divorce from him in 1976. Rashid completely abandoned his kids and Monique went back to nursing to support the children. Mm -hmm. While Monique was working, Mark and his younger sister Nadia would stay with family and they'd see her on weekends. Mark had a hard time with relationships, specifically with family and friends. He was considered bright, but very introverted. I hate giving him any sort of attention. You know, like, oh, he had a hard time with us. He had a hard time, like, oh, what was me type of thing. We right? all fucking have hard times with shit. Yeah. But, but we just have to, I guess I have to, like, you have to shed light on this stuff because it's to learn why he ended up the way he is. Well, and the story was. I was working on, like, for this week, but I'll share it next week. Same thing. I was going through all this, you know, like the younger years and the parents and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of stories will cut that out. Fine. It's totally fine. You want to concentrate on the what happened and what's going on now. But I, I just think it's so important to shed. I agree. Light on that. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's important. But anyways, yeah, no, please share it. I, I actually think it's important. <laughs> it is important. And it adds, it just, to me, it adds to the whole experience of it too, right? Mm-hmm. Of a serial killer to know their background and stuff. Yeah. And it's even it's monumental. It is. And it's even crazier when you realize that they actually had like the best childhood. I know. Right. Like, and, and it's just like, whoa, but shit can happen. Yeah. <laughs> it can have nothing to do with genetics or maybe it is. But like from a very long time ago, I don't understand genetics, obviously, in, in that much depth. But, you know, the parents are completely normal. They were loving. They gave them everything. No abuse, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then here she is. A fucking serial killer and it's like well where did that come from <laughs> so it, but again i think that's fascinating to know that beforehand going holy shit right what happened to this individual to go from that to that right like, totally i think it's anyway all the separation from his mother i guess it made him feel very isolated and he was very reclusive in high school Never a good sign. Mm-mm. Mark ended up in a big brother group, thanks to Monique. But a while after, his big brother was accused of molesting children. And subsequently, Mark was removed from the program. In true incel fashion, he became obsessed with war, specifically World War II, okay. Hitler, and for what it's worth, which isn't much, horror movies. And what's particularly interesting, but nonetheless unsurprising, even though Mark was extremely introverted, withdrawn, and struggled to maintain relationships on a substantial level, he was exceptionally comfortable hunting people for sport, and a frightening version of him started to emerge while he was paintballing. At 17, Mark applied to join the Canadian Armed Forces, but he was rejected. In 1982, he enrolled in a science program at a college, and in 1986, he had one term left, but dropped out and was fired from his job for his shitty attitude. I just think that's so funny. It's pretty funny. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah, what do you mean? mean? (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) 
1988, he began a computer programming course, but abandoned it partway through. And he was denied on two separate applications to get into École Polytechnique de Montréal because he required two compulsory courses. I've spent so much time explaining shit about Mark's shortcomings and failures, I haven't shed much light on how much of a misogynist he was. Right. He was indoctrinated at a very young age by his father to hate women, and Mark was very outspoken about hating specifically feminists and having disdain for women in, and I use the bullshit quotations with my fingers, non-traditional jobs. Mm-hmm. As if his constant personal failures were the fault of women who were working hard for their rightful place at the table. And you bet your ass they had to work harder than the men, especially having to deal with guys like Mark. Yeah, and he abandoned them. So yeah. the mom had to step up and go right? back to work. What would, I know! What would happen if she didn't? I know! It makes no sense how he ended up so fucking misogynistic when his mother supported him and got him into a big brother group. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense how this guy ended up so misogynistic. Wow. But he was ex- also, like, really mentally ill, too. But, well, like, and, and it just, it, But, yes, it, it, it is sad. But, yeah, exactly. Like, she is working her ass off. I know. To support them. But it's not okay. Yeah, <laughs> apparently it's not good enough. I meant to mention in this, and I totally forgot, and I just thought of it, that he changed his name. I think he was 14. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. And just to add insult to injury to all of this, like... It just a snowball on the whole notion of how the fuck did this guy end up so misogynistic when his mother supported him? Um, he changed his name because he hated his dad. <laughs> so like, keska he, fuck, keska fuck indeed. He is just. <laughs> I needs to go on a t-shirt. Keska fuck indeed. Yes, it does. <laughs> he is just confused. He doesn't know what he wants or what he believes or, like, clearly. Well, he believes that feminists are ruining his life. He believed that for sure. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, I think that's the only thing he did believe. It's so funny because I want to say stuff and I'm just too tired. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're a tired one. You know. Anyway, so yeah. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> Those women had to work harder, I'm sure, honestly, than a lot of men in those colleges and stuff, and probably even still to this day, because they have to deal with incel men and stuff in those classes, trying to beat them down. Mm -hmm. Like, and it still happens. And I know it does, because I have met a guy who is part of Proud Boys. I know an incel. And I know how he was with the guys in the class. And he would tell me literally that they're so happy that it was all guys and that they all had the same fucking half-baked brain cell that they shared and that there was no women in their class because they're like, oh, we don't have to be so, you know, fucking sensitive and stuff. And it's like, wow, there is so much to unpack here. Right. You need therapy. They clearly do, but they... I mean, you're part of Proud Boys, so... Well, yeah, they just choose (laughs) to get... Psycho. Get together and, uh, you know, be macho together. And that's their form of therapy. Look at my muscles! No girls! And it's funny because he had no muscles. Well... My metaphorical muscles. (laughs) Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's such bullshit. Totally. It's it's, as funny as it is, and as much as they hate women, uh, the human race wouldn't be around. I know, without women. (laughs) Sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) Right? One woman wrote code uh, to get someone to the moon. Yeah. By fucking hand. Have you seen? By hand, yeah, the books. Yeah, I know, it's nuts. They finally got it on digital, and they had her... (laughs) 
go through it to make sure it was right. Yeah. And she was like 80 or something. At this yep. point, like she was old, but they made sure that she went through it to make sure it was right. Uh, if she wasn't around, maybe none of that would have ever happened. Yeah, we may have never been able to go to the moon. Or uh, at a different time yep. or whatever. But like, you know, anyway, we get it. Can I keep going? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Your answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was really funny. And the look on your face with it, too. <laughs> he often said that he hated feminists and was fighting feminism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all pouty. Yeah. Bottom lip out. Like a true conservative. I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> OG snowflakes. Yep. Fucking clown. On December 6, 1989, after months of planning his attack and the succession of obtaining his firearms license and purchasing a semi-automatic rifle, Mark walked into Ecole Polytechnique and first into a mechanical engineering's class, separated the men from the women, and went on a shooting rampage. He did this throughout several parts of the building while yelling how much he hated feminism and women and accused all of them of being feminists while killing them. Mark murdered 14 women that day and wounded 14 other people, 10 women and four men. After he was done, he turned the gun on himself and committed suicide. Such a cowardly way out. It's such a fucking cowardly way out. I, my next line, line is he should have just shot himself and himself alone in the first place instead of taking all those innocent lives yeah. first. Yeah. What a fucking coward. They're all cowards. I mean... I get it. Mental illness, all that well, stuff. Well, yeah, he's, but, he's super mentally ill, but, but it's still, still... It's, like, very so. cowardly. It's like, well, I'm going to do this, and then... Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, so, okay. Fuck You could have just you. done that. Exactly, yeah. You could have just offed yourself if you are going to do that in the first place. Yeah. Instead of fucking Jesus. up other people's lives. In his suicide note, he stated how feminists have ruined his life, and he had a list of 19 radical feminists... Okay, I, I can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> it's like the feminist version of ISIS in his mind. Wow. <laughs> or the female version of ISIS. Yeah, I know what you meant. 19 <laughs> radical feminists whom he wanted to kill. Jeez. And he stated that he would have killed them if he hadn't run out of time. Again, coward. Right? And these are also women who were like journalists and shit. It's like, what, you think you're going to be able to just run around Montreal and start just shooting people up before the cops get you? Like, You can try. Totally yeah, you try. can try. You can make an effort, but... <laughs> you're not going to get very far. <laughs> gonna, yeah. Psychiatrists have described Mark as having personality disorder, psychosis, and attachment disorder. And December 6th is recognized in Canada as a national day of remembrance and action on violence against women. The first woman who was elected to Montreal City Council, Therese Davio, was impacted by the massacre. Her daughter, Geneviève, was gunned down by Mark and it turned Teresa into a powerful advocate against violence and gun control. There was some hostility and feelings of betrayal between the surviving women and the men in regards to them doing nothing to try and stop Mark. Unfortunately, one student named Sarto Blais was so riddled with guilt for not doing anything when Mark separated the men from the women, he committed suicide in the same day. Poor thing. Yeah. That's fucking sad. I mean... I... That's fucking sad. Wow. That is... That's, that's like... horrible. It's disturbing. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. like it just I know, makes I'm me like, feel like almost nauseated. I know. To be in such a traumatic situation and then to be riddled with that much guilt that you take your life. Yeah. When you didn't even really, like you didn't do anything wrong. It's just so, oh. Yeah. So tragic. Mm-hmm. 
Here's a list of the 14 women who lost their lives. Mm-hmm. I did try and find a list. I tried so hard to find a list of the other 14 wounded people, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Okay. But here's a list of the casualties. Jean-Vierve Bergeron, um, Hélène Colgan, Nathalie Croteau, Barbara Daniel, Anne-Marie Edward, Maud Haver, ha- Havernick, Barbara Kluxnick Wadach Wicks. That one's a mouthful. Is that like one word? No, it's hyphenated. Okay. Kluxnick Wadach Wicks. Still a mouthful. Yep. Maurice Legagnier, Maurice Leclerc, Anne-Marie Lemay, Sonia Pelletier, Michelle Richard, Anne Saint-Arnold, oh, that one's so hard to say, Annie Turcotte. Seven years later, in 1996, Nadia died of a deliberate drug overdose from cocaine. Mm. Yeah. It's also worth noting that Mark used to kill pigeons and he killed his mother's cat. I'm ending my story with a quote from Anne Lagasse Dawson, who wrote an article regarding Mark in Ricochet. Misogyny combined with mental illness creates a dangerous hallucinogenic that intimidates women and sometimes kills them. Pretty heartbreaking story. Mm-hmm. I, I totally remember that story. Yeah. I vaguely remember, remembered it when I was reading, like, hearing about it, because I was three when it happened. Oh, of course. So it's... I remember, like, later on, I was like, in my life, I'd heard about it. I was like, this sounds so familiar. Yeah. yeah. I've had I've had that with a lot of uh, stories that I read about or heard about yeah. later in life. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what that was. Yeah. And, yeah, this was definitely one of the ones I remember hearing about. That was close to you, too. Oh, yeah. Montreal Very close. was, like, a four-hour drive. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, three here to and Vancouver. Half, yeah. Depending how, on traffic and how you drive, <laughs> uh, three and a half to four and a half hours. So, yeah, so yeah it's, like, going from here to Vancouver. So, yeah. in Toronto... Pardon me. That's what you did. You went to Montreal. You went to Quebec. Like, because, again, the border. Have you <laughs> like, been there? Oh, yeah. Lots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's what you did here. You go to Vancouver. There you went to Montreal. You went to Quebec City. Again, it's just a border. And the streetlights are all different and everything, eh? In really? Quebec, the streetlights are this way, not this way. No kidding. Yeah. I didn't know bizarre. that. And everything's in French in Quebec. Not in Montreal. Montre- Montreal is French and English. Yeah. In Quebec, it's all French. Yeah. And like I said, the lights are all different. So the first time I was there, I was like, where am I? Am I <laughs> how do I read these? Yeah, it was it was weird. And it was like, again, not far from home. It's the same country. Yeah. But, you know, Quebec's always tried to become its own country. <laughs> I was saying, they kind of are their own country. They've tried, yeah, they've tried so yeah, hard. They have over the years. Yeah. But yeah, I know they but it, it was cool that you could totally drive there from that is cool. Toronto. So, yeah, no, I was there a lot. Lots and lots. Yeah. yeah. I've always wanted to go to Quebec and Montreal. One yeah. day I will, for sure. You will. It's it's uh, cool going just because, especially when you get to see the older buildings and stuff, mm-hmm. they're beautiful. But it's like any other city at the end of the day, like any other city. I did love going there. Yeah. Especially, you know, if you were staying at like a, a, a B and Airbnb, not an Airbnb, back in the den, uh, day, they didn't have that, but uh, like a motel or whatever. And one of, actually, one of the things they did, and this always fucking weirded me out, with a lot of the rooms I rented when we did visit, it was like a whole floor. So you had your room and your sink, but then the washrooms were communal. Really? Yeah. And that was in Quebec. And I think in Montreal, but I think it was mainly in Quebec. And uh, most of the, the places we stayed at, like I had stayed at were like that unless you're staying at a specific hotel and stuff like that like completely different but a lot of those uh other places that that's what it was and I was just like so weirded out I'm like so I just can't go to the washroom when I want because someone might be in there like what do you do yeah no kidding <laughs> there's, yeah, a whole what floor. Do you do? there's a whole floor sharing like one for boys one for girls wow 
what? Yeah, it was it was fucking weird. I always thought that was bizarre. The I older I get, that. the more I'm like, all right, I guess that's more normal. But um, but no, I loved it. It was beautiful, like old the older parts of the city and stuff, like yeah. with the beautiful buildings and stuff. Oh my god, just don't go in the winter. It's beautiful pictures in the winter there. Holy fuck, beautiful snow everywhere. It's cold as balls. <laughs> I would love to go there in the winter, though, because I want to experience that. Yeah, and you should, because it's beautiful. You just don't want to be in it long-term. Because I've been in there there in the winter, and it's magical. Yeah, I can imagine. For a day. It looks magical for a day. It looks magical. And then after that, you're like, fuck this bullshit. But it's beautiful. So definitely, I think people should always experience all that kind of stuff, because it is great. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was gorgeous. Um, I don't even know if I have any more photos and stuff, but... I remember taking so many pictures because it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But is it something I would want to do all the time? Like everyone, no. Because it's it? brutal winters? Oh my God, yeah. Brutal. Like crazy. But it's probably the same in Toronto, eh? You, you guys would get, like, was it like minus 50 there in the wintertime? It's pretty similar. Uh, I think Montreal would get more snow than us. I think so. I mean, I'd have to look. I don't care that much to right now. But like, I'm pretty sure I remember them getting more snow than we did. I could be totally wrong. And that is probably the case. Probably not. I don't know. I remember them getting way more snow than we did. But we do get a buttload of snow. But climate change too, right? Yeah. Like even here, it's changed so much since I've moved here. And I've only been here for 11 years, 10 and a half years. I really have to figure that out. 10-ish years. It's definitely more than 10 years. Um, So it's either me going on my 10-year anniversary, wait, 11-year anniversary in the end of January, beginning of February, or my 12th year anniversary. I think it's the 11th year anniversary. So I've definitely been here for 10 years. And in that short time, I have noticed a huge shift in in weather, even Josh. And he, I mean, little, he wasn't baby, but like he was like 11, 12 when he got here. He has noticed that change. So it's happening everywhere. It's getting worse and worse. Look at the temperature right now, like, or like the weather right now, whatever, every day. Like yesterday it was 22. Yeah, this is a record. The last time this time of year was this warm was in like 80 years ago, 70 years ago it's or something like that. It's ridiculously warm still. I hate it. The wear sweater in the morning and fucking regret it in the afternoon weather and it won't go away. I have a meme about that that I downloaded the other day and I was like, <laughs> it's like officially that weather where, you know, you wear a sweater in the morning. Anyway. I wonder if it was the one I sent you because I sent you one. Uh, oh, I didn't see the one you sent me, but I downloaded one to send you and I haven't yet because oh, I was so, so sick. <laughs> but it, anyway, I saw it and I was like, yeah that's, yeah, that's about it. And it won't stop. No, not at all. Well, do you have anything else to say? I don't. Other than I will have my story for next week. I'm sorry again this week, but I'm still, like I said, feeling like a complete dumpster with a porta potty in it on fire and divers on fire as well. So no story for me, except for that image that I'm leaving you guys with. And no story for you guys either. <laughs> or, well, that's what I meant. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. No story for you guys. Anyway. Yeah, unless you have anything else, I think we're done. Just, yeah, just social media. Just find us on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, My Ride or Die Podcast. Twitter, even though we don't use it, My Ride or Die Pod. Our email, My Ride or Die Podcast at gmail.com. That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. All right. Good night, guys. Peace out, bitches. Bye. Bye.